This is Jennifer Pepita with the Restoration Home Podcast, where we talk about how the practices of historic Christians can help us bring restoration to our homes and communities now. Today I'm talking to Kristen Dahman. She's on Instagram at The Quiet Way Home, and she's been a longtime contributor to the Peaceful Press. And I'm so excited to be able to chat with her today about balancing work and rest in our homes. Thanks for joining me, Kristen. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. I'm a little bit out of breath, I have to say, because, and it's ironic that we're talking about work, I was outside helping my parents detach a fence, pick up giant boulders and bring them up to my yard because we're doing a little bit of uh, yard restoration. So it was very fitting that today we're talking about work and restoration and I'm out there uh, working really hard to try and make my yard more beautiful. Wonderful. You know, I think that in society we can see on the one hand, there are people who don't want to work and you can see something sort of falling apart as a result of people who really struggle to put into practice the biblical exhortation to whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men or as you sow, so shall you reap that kind of thing. But in our homes, I think we have this intrinsic motivation. Like we love our children. And so we want to work to make things better. How do you approach the, like the multitude of jobs that are involved in raising your children? Well, I think I have a um, different perspective than some moms may have, as I've kind of experienced a little bit of everything as far as being in the workforce, being a stay-at-home mom, being a homeschooler. And I know that every mom's um, experience as far as work goes is different. Um, I had two parents that were really dedicated workers and they showed us that hard work was important and valuable. So my upbringing really instilled that in me. Um, I worked from a young age, as soon as I could drive, I had a job. Um, So I built up that work ethic, but over the years, uh, my heart shifted from working outside of the home to working within our home. Um, So really, I think that it's changed over the years. Uh, My work ethic in the workplace started to change. Um, Not that I wasn't working as hard, but I wasn't working with my whole heart. I desired to be home with my children, and that's where the shift took place and brought us home. So really, I think a lot of the day-to-day I'm working from a place of desiring to be home with my children and serving my family and working in our home. And that's really inspired me to want to do what the Lord has called me to do. Yeah, I think it is interesting. I mean, not everybody gets the privilege of homeschooling their kids or being home. There's a lot of people who have to work maybe for a grumpy boss or, you know, and I, I think for those of us who are privileged to stay home, 
we we probably have a husband who's willing to work for someone they don't always enjoy so that we have that opportunity. But it, it can be easy to get overwhelmed even with the work in our home. Like even if we recognize, hey, it's a privilege I get to be home with my kids. It's a privilege I get to make a home. But it can get overwhelming sometimes, especially when you have little ones or kids who aren't old enough to maybe, you know, at this point, my kids are old enough to do their own laundry. And when you're not at that point yet, it can be really overwhelming when we feel like we cannot get a handle on our work. Absolutely. I agree. Um, We have six children and our first four were um, four under four. So um, oddly enough, that period in my life, a lot of people were telling me, um, I don't know how you do it. You're doing such a great job. And I believed that. Um, I wasn't boastful in that, but I just really believed, wow, I'm really, you know, doing this well. And then um, there came a point where we lost a baby. And it kind of seemed like that was the point in my life that the Lord really humbled me um, and really showed me that I was, you know, what I was doing was in his strength and not my own. And, uh, you know, now we're in the teenage years and we have our youngest who's just growing out of the toddler years. So we're in all different ages and stages of life. And I've just really been humbled by all of it that, um, you know, it's really not by my own strength and that I need to keep my focus on that the Lord has called me to this work and that, I can't do it on my own. When it seems to get so overwhelming, um, I just have to keep my focus on that. And I've tried so many different things over the years um, to try to implement um, different methods and plans and things like that to keep order. But I think we have to give ourselves grace and remember that, you know, there's no perfect system, right? There's no perfect way um, to run your household. And like I said, the changing of seasons, it's going to change. And we kind of have to go with the ebb and flow of the ages of our children and the different seasons we may find ourselves in and just be adaptable and offer grace. I love that. That's so important what you said about the changing seasons, Kristen, because It's true. Like when you were in the little years and physically the work is so demanding, it can feel like, oh my gosh, I'll never get the laundry done. Or the, you know, I'm always going to be kind of buried under the work of managing my family. But it does, that kind of management does get easier. And so the faithfulness that you exhibit as you just, you know, every day try to do one load of laundry or try at least to have the dishes done before you go to bed at night or, you know, just some of these little, small things that can create sort of islands of order during a busy season will create the foundation where later on you'll have some of those good habits in place where you were consistent when it was hard and keeping the laundry done. And now it's easy to keep the laundry done. And so maybe you will have time to, you know, write a book or paint a, paint a picture or keep your own nature journal or whatever that side interest that you wanted to do was that you put off during that season because the physical work was so intense. I agree. And I think too, like really managing our time well and 
realizing the value of our time. We all know how easy it is to pick up our phone and scroll. And next thing we know, an hour's gone by. And, you know, what could we have accomplished in that hour that may have served us and our families better? And there's not that there's anything wrong with, you know, interacting on social media. A lot of good things have come for me out of social media and friendships. But um, just, you know, getting in the daily habit of securing that time that we have in the best ways that we can to serve our families and even ourselves um, to benefit just our families and ourselves. But like you said, you know, being um, persistent with whether it's throwing in a load of laundry or, you know, scheduling school to be at a specific time each day and trying to make sure that you stay within a time frame, allowing margin in your days so that, you know, when things don't go right or when the schedule doesn't go as planned, you have that buffer of time to be able to be flexible because we really can cause as mothers um, either anxiety in our family or we can teach our children how to process through those times that can be a little overwhelming at times. And we really play a big part, whether we want to agree or not, um, you know, that the mother really is the driving force in the heart of the home that can either bring us down or lift us up. And it's a big responsibility, but it's such a great responsibility to be able to contribute in that way to encourage our children and even our husbands um, to find joy, even in the midst of hardships. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that I love that you mentioned margin because I was thinking today about how we really have to prioritize our work on like a hierarchy so that we don't get overwhelmed. You know, for instance, for myself, my top priority is God and next is my family and then my community. And so I think sometimes get people get confused. Like they think, okay, I have to neglect, you know, maybe my husband my children so I can do a project for my church, but that's actually more of a community project than a God project. Do you know what I mean? Because we're, we're probably more serving a larger community in that place than we are necessarily serving God through loving our family. And, and obviously this is going to be person to person, but if you're feeling overwhelmed with how much you have to do, I think looking at your priorities and saying, okay, first of all, am I getting time every day to read the word and to pray, to spend time with God? Yeah. Second of all, am I, do I have enough margin that I can be kind to my children and my husband, or am I so over busy that they're the relationships that are suffering? And then do I have time to love my community, my friends, my homeschool co-op, whatever it is. I think that, you know, when we, and, and maybe for some people, their priorities are going to be different. There might be people listening who, who don't have children or don't have a husband or in some way they can prioritize a little bit differently. But if you know, if you have a husband and children in a relationship with the Lord, then probably those priorities should come before community priorities, even if that means a community project doesn't get done in order for you to take care of your family. I agree. And I love um, the piece of advice that says, you know, when you say no, you're allowing for a yes somewhere else. So I think as women, sometimes we struggle to say no 
I know I do. I know that sometimes, you know, when someone asks me to do something, I want to say yes. You know, I want to help. Um, but if we're really prayerful over our lives and over the things that we allow to take up our time, um, you know, we shouldn't be saying yes to the things that the Lord is telling us to put down. And that allows opportunities for other people to step in and to serve and it allows us to do the things that the Lord has for us to do. Right. And I think also in terms of, you know, the little years thinking about our own self-care, because we there's a, there's only so much margin that we have. And so if we are so tapped out with serving in our community that we're not getting enough sleep, like we're staying up late at night to cut out things for our co-op or we're, you know, in some way sacrificing our own personal care and, and not that, you know, not that it's all about us, but it's just, are we taking care of ourselves so that we can love well? Because if we're so tapped out physically that we are the next day impatient or, um, easily frustrated or easily kind of offended. Some of that just comes from a lack of margin in our lives and not being able to rest when you need to rest and, you know, take a mental break. We need to, to take a mental break because we've overscheduled ourselves. Well, and then we're allowed or able to serve our family better. We are happier people. We're well taken care of so that we can take care of them. That's, you know, whatever we pour into ourselves, the overflow on our families is going to be from whatever we're pouring in. So if we're pouring in or our cup is empty, um, you know, what we're or what our overflow on our family and our friends and our spouses and our community is not going to be good. We need to be filling up in the word and in prayer and prioritizing our taking care of ourselves and our time so that when we give back, what we're giving back is good. Yeah. And it's, it is hard to balance out. Like I'm reading about Edith Schaefer right now and Edith Schaefer had four children and they lived in Switzerland and they opened their home up for visiting students or just anybody who kind of had questions about God, they could come and stay with them and ask questions. And, you know, I think like on the one hand, families who are in ministry like that, sometimes they are kind of tapped out. Like they may not be able to give their children as much individual attention as they'd like to, or they may struggle to manage some area of their life because they're really being poured out in a way for God. And, but in Edith's life, her, you know, several of her children went on to do ministry themselves. Like her daughter, Susan Schaefer Macaulay wrote some of our favorite homeschool books for the children's sake and for the family's sake. So the example that her mother set of, you know, loving a community really well, and, and she did it from her home. She, you know, hosted people and wrote books and did all this in a way from her home, but it's very transformative in her children's lives. And even her son, actually, who walked away from the Lord at her death, his, you know, his writing that he shared with the world was that your example, through your example, mother, I believe, you know, and so I think we, there is, there is a place for just being led by the Holy Spirit and saying, you know, what is it, what is right for this season for our family? Because I know we were missionaries for a time. We hosted a lot of people. I didn't always get the one-on-one -on -one time with my children that I wanted. And I, I might have felt like some things got neglected in that season, but it was also a really beautiful example for our children to see us 
loving and serving. And it, and it was a very family centered ministry where we were, you know, doing this as a family. It wasn't like the old time missionaries where they were off to boarding school while I ministered. Do you know what I mean? But right. I think, you know, really it is just something that we have to look at family by family. How have you kind of prioritized community service and church service and your family throughout your years of raising six kids? Well, one of the things that I love that you share often throughout your resources is having a family vision. And I think that really helps us to stay focused on when we do plan things, you know, what is the best for our family? You know, what what can we do? How can we schedule things so that we have time for what is valuable to our family, what our priorities are? So um, we have really, over the years, used our church family time as we've been serving in our church to serve in various ministries. And there's been times where um, we've been called to serve. And there's been times where we've called been called to, um, you know, to, to take a rest. Um, and I have found over the years that God has called each of us in different ways. So one may be serving in one area of the church. Um, for instance, my husband and my son served in special needs ministry where that wasn't something that I was called to do personally, but I was serving with my teenage daughters in the nursery with the babies. Uh, I've had teenagers serve at vacation Bible camp. So there's always been um, different opportunities and ways to serve. And I think um, being inside, it's easy to see, and not just even at church, in different areas where a lot of the same people serve. And because they're willing to serve, unfortunately, a lot of people, other people won't step up and serve because they know that certain people will do it. Um, and I think it's sad because I think a lot of those people end up getting burnt out. But I really try to encourage people when we started serving within the church, I didn't realize what a blessing it was going to be for us. Uh, we knew that it was going to be a blessing to others to help serve, but we didn't realize how it would impact our family, how we would meet other people within the church, um, how we would just develop this love of serving within the church. And it, it's really just been such a blessing, but something that I really think that you need to evaluate from season to season, because you don't want to be serving from an area of being burnt out. That's not going to be helpful. Um, but when you are serving, when you've been called to serve in that way, it's really such a blessing. Like I said, not only to the people you are serving, but to you as well. Yeah, I love that. It's something, you know, your church service in a way has been something that's brought your family together and hasn't been kind of like, I'm going to do this, but it means that I'm going to not be able to disciple my kids in the same way. And I think, you know, it really all comes back to partly being led by the Holy Spirit because every family is called to different things in different seasons. And then also understanding the seasons because there might be a time where you've got little kids and you're just tapped out and it's time to just be able to 
receive help from others. And then there comes a time where it's going to be a great opportunity for your children and you to be able to do some service together or, or maybe work on a home project together or in some way be, be being diligent towards making the world a more beautiful place. I agree. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Kristen Dahman about how our work can transform the world and even how a family can come together and really build relationship with each other through service. You can read more from Kristen at The Quiet Way Home on Instagram. And she's also our Wednesday Instagram moderator on The Peaceful Press. for joining. We hope you'll tune in again next week for Restoration Home Podcast. And please leave us a review, subscribe to this podcast. All of the love helps us get the word out there about the power of home for restoring families and culture.